Are you ready for the end of the world? Right. I have to wake up, sorry. Oh, wait. wait. Relaxing. <laughs> Just uh, I guess we are ready. <laughs> wake up. Wake up. And therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. This is your community spirit on your community radio. I was posting on our uh, Facebook page that we're going live in four minutes, <laughs> and I was <laughs> yeah. relaxing too much. The show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes they did in the world as we know it. This is Orda Energy Mon. And this is Tree Song. And actually, I goofed up the intro a little bit there. Like, you, you, you were goofing it up for a while, but <laughs> just, then I goofed it up. <laughs> just like, um, if you would like to listen to the proper intro, you can go to our website, yourcommunityspirit.org. Yeah. And it's automatically starts playing. So, sorry, but it does. <laughs> it does. Surprise. And, um, Tree Song archives the shows on that website. So if you want to listen to us again, there you go. Yeah. Or if you missed the show. <laughs> if you missed the show, you could catch it on there. Yeah. So, um, are you ready to do this running thing? Yeah, I've heard there's a running thing going on today. A run slash walkathon. So it's for kids sake. And, um, I think I'm going to do it. I mean, I haven't pre-registered, so I, you know, didn't force myself to do it. But I'm not a runner. So. Yeah. Well, that's why they call it a, a run slash walkathon is that you can, you can run, you can walk, you can crawl, <laughs> Just you like... can roll. Whatever way you choose to do it is fine by them. The whole point is to raise money for a good cause. Yeah, and um, ha- have you asked people to pledge? I have. I haven't as much as I had wanted to, but I have asked people to pledge. Uh, you can pledge at forkidssake.net. You can go there and do a pledge, and you can do part of the... You can pledge for... Or is racing, or for my racing. 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 It's like, okay. you expect me to race? Yeah, the, the two of us could race. Who's going to win? It's like, I'll win just by finishing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Trison got a donation last night. Yeah, I did. He's working it. Really? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know I've got one at least. I wasn't sure, but I've got at least one. So that's a start. How do you get donations? Well, you get it by asking your friends and family. <laughs> You know. That's a, that'll be a start. So. Yeah. People who, you know, support a good cause like that. So what is this donation for? This is for thousands of children in Bangladesh. It goes very far. <laughs> uh, let me get closer to the mic. There we go. This is for thousands of children in Bangladesh. It goes so far to better their lives and to give them an opportunity to study and to have their basic needs met. Yeah. That's something we take for granted here in the U.S. You know, I got a chance to go to grade school, high school, college. A lot of people don't get that opportunity. So for kids' sake and help get people get an education. So you can pledge to people individually, but you can also just go to the website, right? Yeah, you can just go to the website and make a donation. Tonight, it starts at 6 o'clock at Turley Park. I recommend coming a little bit early, especially if you're registering on the day of. Yeah. Come and uh, you can make a donation right there. In the past, it's been, what, like 300 people or so come? Yeah. But We're expecting over 300 racers, and then we have over 100 volunteers. So you guys it'll be saying racers. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Runners and walkers. Runners and walkers. It's not a race. You can go at the pace you like. So if you would like to pledge to get me to finish, um, <laughs> I have run and walked uh, three and a half K. 
which I don't know how, like, I got an app out and I did it, like, a week ago to see if I could even get close. Yeah. And then I fell over and went home and took a, like, a half-hour nap (laughs) and then ate and then took another half-hour nap. So I'm going to try. So, um, fourkidssake.net, tonight at Turley Park, the For Kids Sake 5K Run Walk. Yeah, it'll be a good time. And this is my first time actually participating in it, so I'm excited yeah, to like, see how it you're goes. you're like a, a runner-walker. Yeah, I'm a runner-walker. See, I, I only do usually a mile a day, so this is I'm going to try to do all 5K of it in a jog. But yeah, we'll 5K see. sounds like a lot. Huh? What's that like? It's like three That's miles. Only like it's three, three miles. miles. Yeah. It's three miles, so it's three miles. I'm going to see if I can do three miles straight. If not... I'll take a break and walk and then jog again. Or just do it crooked, staggering. <laughs> yeah. You know, we do have seven-year-olds running it. Yeah. <laughs> so so I have faith in you guys. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> and, and we have 75-year-olds running it, too. So yeah. um, <laughs> uh, I'm sure we could do it. Oh, great. That's our I'll get passed by a seven-year-old and a 75-year-old. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. It's just like, well, it's like the, the bell curve. You know, the youngest and the oldest will run faster than us. <laughs> we'll be right in the middle. <laughs> If you would like to come and laugh at us, um, come to Turley Park at 6 o'clock. If you like to register, come a few minutes early because a lot of people will be showing up. So Yeah, and if you can make it out, you can go to forkidssake.net and pledge there. Good deal. Thank you so much. See you, see you out there. <laughs> yeah, thanks for joining us. Do we have anything else to talk about, or should we just talk about that for the whole show? Yeah. I mean, that sounds great to me. <laughs> just like... <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll mention it again at the end so people th- remember 20 minutes from now. <laughs> Sorry. You know, the, that skit that uh, Paul just played about television addiction. People what? have short attention oh. spans these days. <laughs> so, see ya. See you tonight. Um, you should schedule for October 4th for the fall native tree and plant sale. Pre-order now so you can get pick it up then. KeepCB.org slash treesale or GreenEarthInc.org. So again, pre-order and then you can pick up your trees October 4th or you can just go there. So yeah. fall native tree and plant sale. Yeah, some exciting stuff coming up. So do we want to get into some of this news? I don't know. It's, it's like nice out. I don't think we should think about the climate anymore. <laughs> yeah. Just like, Today is fine in southern Illinois, so we don't have to worry about the climate anymore, Yeah, it's, right? it's not bad anywhere else in the world. <laughs> yeah, not so, at all. Now, um, we did talk about it last week about the climate march going to happen, okay. so we probably should talk about that it actually did. Yeah. Um, there was varying numbers of how many, and I, I was going to say, this is the only time I wanted it to be above 350. <laughs> yeah. Is that a good, that a good a one? Good humor there. Yeah, I think the official count was like 310,000, but, you know, I've seen, uh, 300,000, I've seen 400,000 as numbers. Yeah. But this is the one time I wanted it to be above 350. Yeah, that would have been ironic. <laughs> just like it was exactly 350. Yeah. And that was just the people there. Yeah. A lot of people believe in not polluting the climate, so they had climate marches locally. As in, in Carbondale and St. Louis and Chicago, all these places had climate marches also. Yeah. So, hundreds of thousands turn out for People's Climate March in New York City. Now, why is New York City important? Well, isn't this where the United Nations Climate Summit is happening? Yep. 
So more than 400,000 people turned out for the People's Climate March in New York City on Sunday. New York City? Just days before. Like, they had, like, I had friends who were in it, and they were posting that, um, the, the march was finishing, and people were starting at the same time. Yeah. Because it was so long. <laughs> That's how long like, of a march it was. <laughs> it was just like, wherever they were, were starting from, it was just like the whole area was packed with people. So, like, people were fit finishing some people like post i'm finished and someone else said i just started it was just like and they're you know both friends on facebook at the same time so yeah takes a while for three hundred thousand or four hundred thousand people to go for a walk yeah it <laughs> takes a long time for one person to go for a walk so yeah speaking of which i'm gonna go for a walk tonight well maybe run a little bit yeah so this is this climate march is just days before many of the world's leaders discuss climate action at the United Nations Climate Summit. Now, early reports from event organizers are hailing the turnout as the largest climate march in history, um, far larger than the Ford on Climate Rally held in Washington, D.C. last year. There was a lot of high-profile environmentalists there and uh, also policymakers. Um, the U.N. Secretary General... Ban Ki-moon and former Vice President Al Gore were there, and more than 550 buses carried people from around the country. Hmm. The rally comes in at an opportune time as 120 world leaders, including President Barack Obama, yeah. he is a world leader, he could be a world leader on this. He could be if he wanted to. Are expected to convene Tuesday at the United Nations in New York to discuss ways to tackle the growing threat of carbon pollution. Now, the White House has pledged, quote, to show the world that the U.S. is leading on climate change and to call on other leaders to step up to the plate. End quote. Mm-hmm. It's a nice okay, pledge. they've pledged. They pledged. <laughs> it's just like, it's That's not like pledge. we've done it and you should do it. We'll, we're pledging that we will do it. Yeah. Um, you said now, a lot of nice words. Yeah, so the, the counselor to the president told reporters this on Thursday. However, a recent study found that the world spewed more carbon dioxide into the atmosphere last year than ever before, primarily driven by China, India, and the United States. Hmm. Of course, all the stuff in China is stuff we buy from them, so it's all us. Yeah. And the top leaders of China and India announced earlier this month that they won't be attending Tuesday's summit. Kind of like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, they're busy. They had something to watch on TV that day. <laughs> Just like... At times, the march stretched more than four miles as marchers carry banners, signs, and tire contraptions depicting everything from Mother Earth herself to the dinosaurs that now make up fossil fuels. Go online to the pictures. Yeah. They are extremely colorful. They are. I, I mean, it's just like a banner of color, a banner of funny, a banner of interesting, um, all types of people. Um, quote, today... I march because I want to behold a brighter future. We have destroyed ourselves, we have destroyed our health, and I'm here because our political leaders have failed us, then quote. Stanley Sergal, a retired coal miner from Kentucky, now suffering from black lung, said at a press conference before the march, we know together we can build our bright future. Now, I think the most interesting thing about this march is... It's many different groups from ne- many different backgrounds. Yeah, like retired coal miners, for example. Yeah, I mean, it's not just environmentalists. 
its business groups, its religious organizations, its environmental groups. And I know that just for them to all do this march has inspired them to do more. Yeah. Because, I mean, a lot of these people are doing things in their community by themselves. And so the power of seeing other people do this, I'm sure it will make them, okay, you know. More than 50,000 students were there also because they were worried about their future, while grandparents came out of concern for their legacy. So... And then, I mean, the, of course, like, the scientific community came out because they've been shouting to the wind and, like, the wind, well, what is it? The answer is blowing in the wind? Yeah, the answer is blowing in the wind. <laughs> just like, and they were like, wow, here's 300,000 people who will actually listen to us. <laughs> just <laughs> Let's like, go to this event. So that was on Sunday. Yeah. And then what? Monday was the Wall Street yeah. protest thing? Monday was the flood Wall Street protest. Flood Wall Street protesters cast blame for climate change as police arrest 104. Thousands of protesters shut down blocks of Broadway. One of them was a polar bear. Yeah, one of them was a polar bear. It was just like, they arrested a polar bear. Uh, come on. Yeah. They already took away the polar bear's home, and now they've got to arrest the polar bear. That's just mean. I, I was impressed by this. Thousands of protests. This was thousands of protesters for the, you know, unpermitted, you know, not allowed march. Oh, really? They, I mean, it was completely not allowed. Completely they not closed allowed, it down. Yeah. Thousands of them, and they only arrested 104. Yeah. Including the bear. I mean, the bear really must have got in the police guy's face. I yeah. Mean, I've heard that they arrested the bear first. Like, they, they, they like, single out the bear profiling. <laughs> They're like, this guy's from the Arctic. We got to keep our eye on him. Yeah, he's probably the ringleader. He's yeah. like. <laughs> uh, they couldn't bear to see him out there. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, there were thousands of protesters. They shut down blocks of Broadway in lower Manhattan for hours on Monday in a demonstration that cast the blame for climate change squarely on Wall Street. A brief dramatic attempt by marchers to take Wall Street itself was met with police pepper spray. Now, I've heard they, they were, uh, you know, it, it's pretty amazing that's, well, actually the most amazing to me is how this didn't make more news. Like, people were focused on the really big march, 300,000 people, and didn't talk enough about the fact that thousands of people came and shut down Wall Street for a while, and uh, and a hundred of them got arrested. Any other situation where a hundred people get arrested in the U.S., you're probably going to hear about it. But this, I guess they didn't see as news. So we talk about it here. I mean, we are news. Yeah. No, are we? <laughs> We're infotainment. Okay, that's more like it. Yeah. We, we talk about things that are newsy. Yeah. Okay. So good news. There's bad news for coal. Which is kind of interesting because coal is like more than 60% of our energy makeup. Yeah. And it pollutes a lot, but it's cheap, but it pollutes a lot. Oh, well, let's get back to the story. Yeah. <laughs> Too often we're talking about depressing things, so now I'm going to turn my attention to some good news. It turns out that King Coal was having a, is having a rough time of it. As regular people know, coal is the enemy of the human race, <laughs> which is kind of hard to say here. This is Carbondale. Yeah, Carbondale. Now, the They're other gonna... day I just realized... That you just have to change three letters to make it Gardendale. Gardendale. Oh, you yeah. You don't even have to like, like the C makes it a G. And then it's, you know, and then the B becomes a D. Yeah. And the O becomes an E. Yeah. There so you, you don't even like completely switch it. You know, a D. I mean, it almost looks the same. Yeah. So what do you call it? Should we like try to make the city 
change its name. <laughs> that could be it's part like, of the downtown improvement plan. It's my plan. new, um, I will start on Earth Day next year and it'll be my new campaign. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, if someone runs for office, that should be, I pledge to change the name of this city from Carbondale to Gardendale. Yeah. Well, even if they don't change it, Carbondale, carbon is also, life is made out of carbon. Carbon-based life forms. We so. are all made out of carbon. Yeah. So. Unless there are aliens out there listening to this who are not made of carbon. Okay, so coal is the enemy of the human race, so every bit of ill fortune that befalls it is like the peal of a angel's trumpet, <laughs> a distanced melody of hope. So let's review. Coal is retiring. August saw the announced retirement of 6,377 megawatts of coal generation, the highest of any month since the beginning of 2010. All right? That's a lot of coal retirement. Yeah, well, let's see. The announced shutdown of over 500 coal units and more than 170 full coal plants. Yeah, and a lot of that's really most of that comes down to grassroots activists resisting the coal plants because they didn't like the effects on their community and on the climate. And, I mean, last month, 100% of new generating capacity, of course, came from clean energy sources. Yeah. So the switch is happening. We're just fighting over timing, you know. It's yeah. like, do you want it to happen now or do you want to be forced into happening? All right. Hmm. Yeah, so coal X number two on the list of here. Number two? Yeah, number two. <laughs> <laughs> you, you caught it. Yeah, I wonder if the author did that on purpose here. Number two, coal experts are, coal exports are constipated. It's number two. Yeah. So the big news on coal exports. Ombre Energy is not going to build its proposed Morrow Pacific coal export project, which would have shipped 8.8 million tons of coal a year down the Columbia River and off to Asia. In August, the Oregon Department of State Lands denied them a crucial permit, and the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers announced that all permitting for the project would be suspended indefinitely. So that's four of these terminals down. The two remaining U.S. export terminal proposals, Gateway Pacific, is in trouble, and the other one, Longview, is still out there. But they're both in Washington, which rumor has it boasts a green-leaning governor. Number three, coal leasing gets a wake-up call. The fact that coal companies are allowed to lease public land at dirt-cheap rates, wouldn't that be coal-cheap rates, <laughs> Yeah. mine coal in it, and then sell the coal for a huge profit? Okay, wait a second. They get to take our public property yeah it's on public lands they get to take our public property this is what they do out west i, I don't do they yeah. do it around here they've done it around here i mean they they haven't really had coal mining they're trying to get coal mining back in the shawnee but they've had they did this with timber projects where you know it's shawnee land and they come in and they sell the timber for private profit and they, there are costs associated too especially with this coal mining that they're discussing you know the public gives the coal, the public pays the costs, and the company gets all the money. Right. <laughs> that doesn't seem quite right. That doesn't quite add up. And it's not like they clean up afterwards. No, they leave a mess, and then the, they're like, oh, our forest is a mess. We have to clean it up. Yeah, and then the, yeah, so that, um, and then when we ship the coal overseas to be burned, we don't count the emissions as ours. Yeah. So that way the coal company bosses make lots of money. And the U.S. government takes none of the pollution responsibility. Now, in June, after Green Group sued over one of the leases, a federal judge called that practice into question. 
This judgment might be overturned by a higher, more conservative court, but either way, green groups are going to use it as a wedge. It's going to put a spotlight on coal leasing that may prove politically uncomfortable if it gets hot enough. Yeah, because once you start talking about the details, there are very few people who actually find it defensible. You know, taking this this public resource, creating public costs, doing it for private profit. I mean, it's such a mess. And I mean, the thing is, is the majority of a lot of the coal here we can no longer use because it's so highly polluting. Yeah. So that's why they want those export terminals so they can ship it to China. Yeah. But here's now, a little bit of news, though. Yeah. Number four here is China is not going to buy all that coal anyway. Have you seen some of the pictures of the pollution over, like, I mean, they tried to clean it up for the, I just forgot, the big sporting yeah, thing. Yeah, the Olympics. There you go. <laughs> Obviously an Olympics fan over here. <laughs> yeah, they tried, but it's, I mean, they're burning a lot of coal and they're realizing some of the consequences of that. The market for Pacific Rim coal is cratering, and would-be coal exporters face a... It's rat- cratering. Cratering, That yeah. means it's going below the line. Yeah. Below. <laughs> They're sending it back like, we don't want this anymore. So, yeah, it's doubtful that China will be accelerating its coal use because coal is strangling China with air pollution so bad that it's causing social upheaval. In response, provincial governments are announcing aggressive coal controls. Yeah. Now, they haven't cut it off entirely, but they're doing things like not burning it anymore in and around the cities. You know, they're cutting out. They're I trying mean, it's to cut like it. going back to the 1850s. I mean, or maybe even closer than that when we were burning a lot, a lot of coal for primarily for heat. Yeah. I mean, I've seen pictures of like Chicago and New York before they, you know, said no more burning. Yeah. There's a lot of soot. So. In other news, do you know these people, the Rockefellers? I've heard of them. They are divesting from big oil. What? The Rockefeller is divesting some of its massive fortune from fossil fuels, the New York Times reported on Sunday. The Rockefeller Brothers Fund, the family's charitable arm, will announce the landmark move in a video conference on Monday along with 49 other foundations. According to USA Today, the 50 groups will divest from 200 major oil and gas companies. Now, the Rockefellers are, you know, especially noteworthy because of their family history. I mean, they literally amassed their... Well, it's like they got all their money from oil, and now they're like, hey, we got the money from you, we got enough money from you, now we don't want... We're not with you anymore. Yeah. And, you know, it's like... That's interesting because now oil is actually getting a dirty name. Yeah, oil has a dirty name now. Even the Rockefellers don't want to touch They're oil. Like, it's like, should we still dirty our hands for the money that we could get from oil? It's reached the point now that no. Yeah. I mean, they they don't want the bad. And, I mean, not just the um, oil is still making a lot of money, but it is on a... Well, I was going to say it's on slightly a downward spiral. Yeah. But mainly it's because they're getting busted for all the pollution they're doing. Yeah, they're getting busted so, for the pollution. So they're still making as much money. They're but. also probably smart, too, and they know it's not going to last forever. I mean, since we've been using fossil fuels so heavily for so long, it, it seems like it's going to last forever. But they probably realize it's not, so get out while it makes them look like a good guy. <laughs> I mean, the Rockefeller brothers were actually founders of the world's largest oil refinery at that time, yeah. Standard Oil Company. 
So, all right. So, almost out of time. Let's do this one quick about the alternative here. The answer is blowing in the wind. Yes, and this giant wind farm would dwarf the Hoover Dam. That giant sucking sound you hear on the West Coast these days is the state of California. (laughs) (laughs) They're hoovering up. I like the verb they use there. They're They're hoovering up as much renewable energy as neighboring states can produce. So uh, they're proposing a wind project that is going to create a lot of energy for this. $8 billion wind energy farm in Wyoming to power the city of Los Angeles. That's just billing with a B. I mean, it's not a big deal. Yeah, just $8 billion, you know. No biggie. 2,100 megawatt wind farm in Wyoming, 525 mile power line, $1.5 billion storage facility. It would be bigger than the Hoover Dam. So yeah, the Hoover Dam is 4.2 gigawatt hours. So yeah, that's pretty, pretty big stuff. Oh, really? Renewables already. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, we've been saying that for a few years. So the rest of the world is catching up to us. Yeah. Maybe we're not news. Maybe we're futuristic. No, yeah. what would that be? Yeah, we're futurists. That's what we futurists. are. Futurists. There yeah. we go. So today is Johnny Appleseed Day. Is he the guy that planted all the trees? Yeah. Should I mention that there's a fall native tree and plant sale? Yes, there is. Yeah. If you go to greenearthinc.org or keepcb.org slash plant sale, you can pre-order your trees, otherwise you can, and pick them up October 4th. So. Yeah. Today is also Native American Day. It's like, thank them for leaving us some trees. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so also coming up, International Rabbit Day. That's an interesting one. And Ask a Stupid Question Day. Some of us do that every day. <laughs> it's, uh, Sunday is National Good Neighbor Day, so you could ask your neighbor a stupid question. Yeah. And they would be a good, neighbor and oh wednesday is world vegetarian day it's like thursday is name your car day (laughs) so all right october has a bunch of it's adopt a shelter dog month yeah so it's also national pizza month (laughs) it's just like and national vegetarian month yeah so so vegetarian pizza and sarcastic month oh that's so funny, sarcastic month. Ha, ha, ha. All right. For our happenings again tonight is the For Kids Sake 4th Annual 5K Run Walkathon at 6 p.m. at Turley Park. Again, if you're registering on site, maybe you want to show up a little early. Um, this money goes to an orphanage in Bangladesh. In Bangladesh, just $35 provides a meal for 100 children. Yeah. It's, a, it's amazing. Um, you can, more information, forkidsake.net or pledge. Yeah. You can pledge for our team. Yeah, if you pledge for our team, you know, you could show up here at the radio station or show up at the event or forkidsake.net. Or you could just right at the end of the finish line, like waving dollar bills. <laughs> yeah. Come and get it, boys. You <laughs> Here's your motivation. <laughs> just like, I don't know if I'd run for a dollar bill. <laughs> yeah. like, Maybe if it's a 20. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't tell, you know, if they're yeah. like a mile away. They're like, come and get it. <laughs> yeah. It'll be a folded 10, so it looks like they got $20. <laughs> All right. So also another happening going on. This is an important one. J. Carr Letter Writing, the Joint Committee on Administrative Rules, 
is still considering whether or not to approve the latest draft of the Illinois fracking rules. Next meeting's coming up on October 14th, so if you want to send your comments to them about fracking, the Office of Joint Committee and Administrative Rules, the address is 700 Stratton Office Building in Springfield, Illinois, 62706. And again, you must mail it. Yeah, it must be mailed. Snail mail. Currently, the Day of the Dead art exhibit through November 15th. Let's see. The discussion and reception, we'll talk about it again as November 2nd, and that is, where is it located? Yeah, it's, oh, it doesn't say in here, but it's in the Morris Library Rotunda. Oh, okay. So. You can check it out today if you like. It is now Hispanic Heritage Month, September 15th through October 15th. The SIU Hispanic Research Center is celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month with extensive list of events. Um, one of them that's probably important in the keystone, keystone, the <laughs> keynote address is Dolores, let's see, Huerta. I think I said that right? I think so. Labor leader and c- civil rights activist who co-founded the National Farm Workers Association. So that's part of the event. Um, for me, part of Hispanic Heritage Month is Saturday is Noche de Gala. It's the largest salsa dancing thing anywhere, and that's at the Civic Center. So yeah. swing by there in a semi-formal attire. Um, every Wednesday is the SIU Sustainable Farm Campus Market. If you're on campus, swing by the Fainer Breezeway and pick up some student-grown veggies. And then Saturday is the Carbondale Community Farmers Market, Saturday 8 till noon at the Carbondale Community High School. Yeah. And now on campus next Thursday, they're having the Harvest Festival and Open House. It's the first time they've done one of these. That's the Center for Sustainable Farming, also known as the Logic Garden. It's over at 3373 West Pleasant Hill Road. It's going to be a fun event over there. They're having a picnic vibe with snacks created from food grown at the farm along with some music as well. You get to tour their farm, which includes raised bed garden plots, a hoop house, permaculture site, and talk with uh, students who grow. Like 75% of it goes literally to the university to be eaten by the students at the dining halls. Yeah. Okay. Um, And again, there's that fall tree sale on Saturday, October 4th. So mark that. And if you would like to pre-order... Specific trees, greenearthinc.org. Sounds like a good deal. That's all we've got time for today. <laughs> well, we'll see some of you out at the 5K walk and run and walkathon. I don't know. I'll probably be stumbling so much I won't see anybody. I'll be like yeah. glazed over with exhaustion. I'll just see the spot of road in front of me as I'm so jogging. So cheer. Duh, energy mon. Duh, energy, energy mon. mon. <laughs> you can have the energy to finish this. Yeah. All right. You can do it. I'm already excited about it, but now I need to go take a nap because that's not till 6. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like... All right. Well, we may see you out there. And in the meantime, we will see you next week on the radio.